Christmas. You know, I was um, learned in the video that I was a part of, I learned something I always wondered about. Maybe you've wondered it too. I used to wonder and say, how did Mary and Joseph know how much baby Jesus weighed? Well, I've discovered that they had a way in the manger. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, that's a good one. I mean, you can, some of you over there, you'll appreciate that tonight a little later. <laughs> oh, you know, it is just so good to be together, and it is good to come, and it is good to worship, and it is good to praise, and it is good tonight to see the snow falling and to to see that God still is here, and he's always been with us. And, and tonight as we talk about Christmas, I actually want to look at Christmas, and I want to look at it a little bit differently than maybe we've looked before. Because I think if we were really looking at 2020, we can all agree that it has been a year filled with chaos and calamity. But I want to look at Christmas, understanding that the Christmas story is actually a story that is appropriate for someone who's living in the midst of chaos and calamity. And, and I, think, I think as I was preparing this message, I was thinking about, oh my gosh, 2020, what's it all been? How do we talk about Christmas and the hope that comes out of all of this? And then I realized something. We are not alone in the chaos and the calamity of the world happening around us. I, I think sometimes I've found myself, at least, getting and saying, oh man, this year, no one else in the history of the world has experienced a year like we've experienced. And, well, that's just not true. I mean, actually, if we think about that, that that's a pretty... A, a pretty selfish uh, understanding of the world. So I wanted to look at Christmas in the eyes of Joseph. I wanted us to take a, a few moments and kind of see this Christmas story from the vantage point of Joseph. And, and actually, when I was thinking about this, I looked up and, and the name Joseph, and it's really important in the Bible, names usually have meaning. There's usually great meaning in the, the names. And, and Joseph has an interesting meaning. In, in Hebrew, Joseph means he will add. He will add. And when I look through the life of Joseph, I wanted to, to see what is God adding into his life through this Christmas event. What do we see? And, and we're actually, I want to discover together these things that I see God adding. First in Christmas, in the midst of Joseph's life, in the midst of his own chaos, his own calamity, God adds three C's to him. Goes well with Christmas. The three C's that he adds to him are compassion, courage, and certainty. And so I want us to look at this through the eyes of Joseph and then look at it through the eyes of what is God doing in our life and what is God leading to us through this. How is God adding to you in the past and in the years going forward? 
I want to share from the scripture, and I'm going to share, on Christmas, I oftentimes like to use the message translation or, or paraphrase, not really a translation, the message paraphrase, because I think we oftentimes hear the Christmas story so much that we can easily miss it. And, and I feel like the message does a pretty good job of, of telling the story in a way that, that we would hear today. And so, so I want to do that. But, but let's look at Joseph for a second. So, so in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 19, the birth of Jesus took place, the birth of Jesus took place like this. And let, do we have the scriptures somewhere? There we go. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. Now, I want you to put yourself in the shoes of Joseph for a moment. First of all, let's also understand that here's Joseph, and they're engaged. Now, in their day, to be engaged was in all effectiveness to be married. I mean, they had already, it's all public. Everyone knows their husband and wife pretty much. The last thing they have to do is the nuptials and then the, the uh, consummation of the marriage. But, but other than that, they are committed to each other. And it's not something like today where it's like, make sure, just not, like you, you don't ask if you're not sure. And you don't say yes if you're not sure. And the families don't agree on everything if they're not sure. So there's Joseph. And he hears that his beloved, his betrothed, she is pregnant. And he knows with 100% certainty it's not his. He did not do this. Now, Joseph has all rights to be indignant, to be angry. Matter of fact, he could have this holy and righteous anger there, but here's what Joseph does. Joseph leads with his heart of love. And, and while Joseph had the right to not only divorce, and that's why it's called divorce, he said that he could have divorced Mary quietly. But actually, Joseph could have brought her out publicly and made a pretty strong case for her to be killed, for her to be stoned as an adulteress as a woman of ill repute. And at best, Mary's life going forward would be one of constant shame and scorn. And, and everyone would know. And Joseph would, would walk with righteous indignation on that. But, but here's what he does. He looks at Mary from her shoes. He puts himself in her place. And he has compassion upon a woman who at this point in time 
in his understanding, has done something so wrong. I think if Mary were alive today and this were all here, this would have been a prime case for someone to be canceled. Right? Someone to say, your choices, your life, give you no place. But he has compassion. And I think that's the first thing that God being present, because she's now pregnant, that's the first thing that God adds to Joseph, compassion. To see this woman in a different way than anyone else would have seen it. And I believe this, a compassionate heart for you and me, a compassionate heart has the pattern of a heavenly heartbeat. Because when we really look at it, we understand that first God has had compassion on each and every one of us. God has had compassion on us. And the good news is that God never cancels a person. God never cancels you or me. God hasn't canceled us for the things that we've done wrong that he rightly and certainly could have a righteous indignation. And if anything has been taught to us over this past year is that we have seen that that there have been plenty of opportunities for us to make mistakes. But God gives us the ability and God adds to us the view of seeing compassion in people. A couple months ago, my daughter and I were walking out of Baker's. And it was, it was kind of a, a tough walk for us. And I was walking and, and, and my daughter was on the sidewalk there and, and we weren't able to get all the way over because it had been muddy and rainy and all those things. And this car was coming behind us, and I could tell they wanted to get around, but I wasn't able to really get over and get out of the way. And so finally, as we walked, we got over. He sped by. And as he sped by, I, I just, I did this. And, and I was trying to say I'm sorry. I was in the way. But he didn't take it that way. And all of a sudden... He gets out, of, puts his car in the park, gets out of his car, and he starts to charge at me. And he charges at me, and he starts laying into me and asking me if I have a problem, if we want to solve the problem right here and right now. And I kind of put my daughter behind me, and I just look at him, and I say, Sir, I'm sorry. I, I know I was in the way, and I was trying to let you know that I was sorry. He still didn't like my answer, and he got in his car and (laughs) drove off. But as we got in the car, my daughter looked at me, and I kind of looked at her, and she was uh, more pale than normal. And uh, I said, I said, are you okay? She said, that was pretty scary. And I said, it was. I said, but honey, here's what I know. That man probably has something really hard going on in his life that has nothing to do with you and I walking in the street. And 
the best thing I could have done for him right there was let him know that I was sorry. And let's understand that he's probably coming from a place with some hurts and heartaches that we'll never know. What's it look like when we step into the shoes of another? When we begin to have compassion for others, and and let me say this this Christmas, we live in a world that does not have compassion that is so quick to look at every video and every sound bite and every word and every action and every decision and attack it for what we find wrong. But what's it look like when we as the church recognize that God has added to us compassion because we understand what it is to have the compassion of the Lord upon us and that he is with us every day. And if he's not gonna cancel us, he's certainly not gonna cancel them. And so how can we? The second C is courage. Now think about this, so, so Joseph, there, he, he's kind of trying to figure all this out in his mind. And then in Matthew 1, 20 through 23, we, we hear this scripture. While he was trying to figure a way out, right? While he's trying to figure a way out, he has a dream. God's angel spoke to him in this dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus, which means God saves. Remember, God always uses names. God saves because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophet's embryonic sermon. Love that word, right? Embryonic sermon to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. They will name him Emmanuel, which in Hebrew is means God is with us. Now, this is the courageous moment, right? Joseph has a choice to make here. He's been told, don't hesitate to get married. Here's everything that is happening. She is yours. Now, here's the thing. Joseph could have said, nope, I'm out. That would have been easy, actually. Because his daily rhythm and routine, his daily interactions with others would have gone well. By choosing to follow the advice of the angel, he chooses a difficult path. One that takes great courage, not only in that moment, right? But every day. Can you imagine? Dad? I'm going to marry that woman still, right? Would have been the Yiddish, oy vey, right? What are you doing? No. Would have been them walking down the streets, pregnant, and hearing the whispers, 
that were not soft. It would have been the continual shame everywhere they go. Going to temple would not be simple. Throughout their life, the growing up of Jesus. Yep, there's Joseph and that son that either they had out of wedlock or isn't his and their other kids. Constant, over and over and over again. He took courage because he decided to do what was godly rather than what was easy. He decided to go against what the cultural tide would have said is right and instead went with the, with the godly celebration, the godly renewal, the godly direction. And, and I think for you and for me as we think about where our courage is, is, is the question is, what does it look like for us when we understand that doing that which is easiest means that we will miss out on that which is greatest? Right? Imagine what Joseph would have missed out on if he would have taken the easy road out, watching Jesus grow. And, and see, when we have God with us, when we have God with us, we have this amazing courage to do that which God has called us to do. We have this courage to, to stand up and be bold in faith. And we see that throughout all of the scriptures, that when we know where God is leading us, even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of chaos and calamity, that God adds to us courage. Imagine the courage of Adam and Eve as they walked out of the garden. Imagine the courage of the families in, in Egypt as they painted the blood of the lamb on a doorpost. Imagine the courage of David and Bathsheba as they brought in to their, their now marriage renewed out of that sin by David. Imagine the courage of Peter stepping out onto the water and walking to Jesus. Imagine the courage of Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus who were disciples by night. Imagine the courage of Saul to repent and become Paul and proclaim Jesus in all of the synagogues and all of the streets and all of the temples. Imagine the courage that God has put in you to do that which is greater for his kingdom. To share and to tell and to do that, not what the culture says we should do, but to do that which God has called you to do. There is great courage that we get to live because we have the courage that comes from knowing Jesus. God is always with us. And that is what brings us to this last and final C, certainty. In Matthew 1.24, then Jesus, or Joseph, woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded him in the dream to do. He married Mary. Why? Because the promise had already been fulfilled. I actually think this. I, I, I think that we overlook 
the reality that Jesus had already come into the world prior to the celebration of Christmas night. Because he did. God was already with them. Heaven had already come the moment that Mary was pregnant. God was with them from that very moment. I think we mistakenly think that the first ones who worshipped Jesus were the animals in the manger and, and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. The first one to worship Jesus was a fetus, his cousin John, who leapt in the womb at the knowledge of his Savior in another womb. And the reality is that you and I have this certainty that Jesus came to our world, that he brought heaven down to us, and from womb to tomb, he thought of you. And that certainty is that from womb to tomb, he had a plan for you and I to live each and every day and to add to you great compassion, to add to you great courage, and to add to you certainty that everlasting and eternal life is yours and is mine right here, right now, every single day. And that everywhere you go, heaven goes with you because God is with you. And this is the certainty that we get to live, the certainty that we get to have in our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. This gives us the same vantage point and the same view of Joseph, to see in everyone compassion, to see in everyone courage, and to see in everyone certainty of God's love. That no matter what we've done, no matter what they've done, no matter who we are, no matter who they are, no matter where they've been, no matter where we've been, that God is for them because God is for you. And that is the great news that we have every single Christmas. That is the great news that we have every single day. The light of Jesus Christ living within us. Because the certainty of Jesus gives us clarity of heaven within us, above us, and all around us. And so we live in that every single day. And that is the, the great light that shines from us. That is the great news and the great light that shines from us. And, and one of the passages I love is from John chapter 1, verse 9, the nine that says, the life light was the real thing. Every person entering life, he brings into light. You have the light of Jesus living within you. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like Father, like Son. Listen to these words. Generous inside and out, true from start to finish. And so tonight, tonight know that you walk every single day with the light of Jesus Christ shining brightly within you that God is with us just like he was 2,000 years ago with Joseph and with Mary and with all of the people then. And that God, as he added to Joseph, he will add to you this year, 
right here, right now. Compassion, courage, and certainty. Today, tomorrow, and forever. Will you pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for your compassion upon us to send your Son into our world. For your courage, O Jesus, to live womb to tomb with us on your mind, with a plan for our eternity. And, O God, for the certainty you give to us that not only are you with us, but that you are God who saves. Gives us the certainty of everlasting and eternal life. Let us be lights to the world and to show a world a new way, a new day with you as our God, Savior, and friend, our Emmanuel. In Jesus' name, we all pray and all together say, amen. Amen.